Eddie. Well, at least you got the camera fixed. Uh, <laughs> hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Game Masters Under Dark, where three game masters get together to answer your questions uh, about tabletop gaming. As always, I am Will, uh, joined by my cohorts, Matt and Matt. How you guys doing? Hola. What is a Good. cohort? Well, it's I don't. It's like above a sidekick. Like we're 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 equals. Cohorts. Okay. A group I'll, I'll trust look, you. Look, okay, look, I don't know I'll, that definition. Okay, here we go. I'll I'll Google the answer. A group of people banded together or treated as a group. Okay. There we go. Thank you, Google. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag uh, I do, not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Right. Especially <laughs> by Google. Um, so uh, first and foremost, I do want to apologize for last week. Uh, we know we didn't put out an episode, uh, but. We had uh, one of us starting a new job, one of us having technical difficulties, so uh, we, we wouldn't have been able to, to put an episode out even if we had done it, uh, so we, we kind of, I also had another class added to my class schedule for school, so we kind of took last week to regroup, uh, get everything refocused, and obviously we're back now. Um, so this week, uh, we are going to be talking about puzzles and traps. Um, one of my favorite things, I think all of us here, Indiana Jones, uh, I, I particularly like the last crusade because it's kind of a mixture of both <laughs> of these things, um, when Indiana's trying to get to the Holy Grail. Um, so, uh, I, I do notice though in a lot of our games, at least, um, we don't tend to use the traditional, uh, puzzles and traps. Um, so I wanted to kind of discuss maybe why or why not. You know, you get, we, we do that and what we prefer to do in, in, in place of that. Um, so I think tonight's going to be a really good discussion. Uh, if Who would like to start? <laughs> I can go. If... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I guess I can talk about why I don't do like riddles very often because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm bad at them I'm real bad <laughs> I remember playing way back when when I was just a player before I was a DM and a riddle was uh, presented to the group and it took it took a long time for us to solve a simple riddle um, and it was a fun riddle though that being said it was very fun once we figured out what it was it was probably one of the the better riddles I've played in D&D that I still remember. But that said, it just took a while. And I mean, the riddle was, here it is, here it is. The riddle was you enter a room and there's a, uh, like a, someone was painting something. So there's like a palette and a bunch of black paint everywhere, right? And, and then the only exit to this room was a red door. And you had to find a way to get out of the room, right? And so we're just like, he described a bunch of other stuff. But that's all you need to know. And so finally we come down to, oh, this paint has to do something. And then somebody's like, oh, I get it. I, Cause I know the DM, I know what he likes and that kind of stuff. So they understood, I see a red door and I want to paint it black. Paint it black, yes. Yeah, so, as soon as you said oh. red door, black paint, I was like, oh my God, right. is this what I think it is? And it, and it fell in line of like, it was a really good riddle really well executed great great uh 
scenery, set de set design, <laughs> all the stuff with all the stuff was set there. But because I didn't know the DM personally, and my mindset wasn't there, I wasn't even thinking about that. And so, I mean, that that that's just call it on me. But like, I just think riddles are kind of a hit and miss for a lot of players. And especially if you make them too hard, you're sitting there and you're like, well, they don't even have a clue. So I can't even really give them a hint because then it just is me giving them the riddle. And so why I don't do riddles is because I don't want there to be like a, a like a stagnant in a, of an encounter that all that what it hinders on is no longer the players or I'm sorry, the character's intelligence, but now the player's intelligence. And sometimes I can subvert um, the idea of of the game where you're like you're supposed to be like the super intelligent wizard and you can't even figure out this little puzzle and so it's kind of hard i've seen games where they've implemented like you can roll for clues and you know, give them clues here and there and uh that i feel like that would works out but i've never tried that so i mean that's that's why i don't use that kind of puzzle <laughs> yeah and uh, to that point um i actually brought them up because i was reading through them um myself and that's one of the things in tasha's cauldron of everything they have like a section specifically about puzzles and for i think almost every puzzle i haven't gotten through all of them yet uh oh military flyby um <laughs> sorry if you guys can hear that uh, i live right by the the base so a lot of shooting and, and airplanes and helicopters fly over my house um but anyways there's puzzle there's clues to each puzzle so it'll say like okay for this one you might need insight or, or history or, or whatever and it gives you the dc um and it, it gives you that so i think yeah what you're saying if if you don't if it's a puzzle like the one you you presented where if you don't know the person you're not going to get it you know i'll say right now like we all kind of like the same music but i've never been like super oh i like this band that band so if i made a puzzle like that you guys probably wouldn't get it unless you were super into that same band um although i do really like that, that red door painted light that's really cool um but what if you didn't know that song you know what i mean yeah so i i definitely see where you're going with that um puzzles are i think yeah there has to be a way at least in my opinion for clues but um matt what do you think about uh puzzles specifically we'll get to traps in a minute so puzzles and riddles uh they can be done well i've seen them done well i don't really mess with them because it's <clears throat> excuse me but puzzles and riddles there isn't much you can do with them if your players are just stumped by them with like you can make them roll for clues and that's fine but if it's something that they genuinely will not know until you give them the answer, you basically have two options at that point. Completely scrap your riddle or just you have to tell them the answer. And both of which are not very satisfying conclusions to that, uh, especially after you've already wasted a lot of game time with just people going back and forth on something. Like, if they have to get to the next room and there's a locked door in the way, somebody fails picking the lock, somebody fails kicking it down, you could come up with a million reasons how that door can still get open without 
them having to make certain checks or do certain things. Maybe somebody on the other side opens it because they heard some banging, knocking around. But if it's, you know, a magically sealed wall that won't come down until you speak the correct command phrase and your players just will not get the phrase naturally, there's not really much you can do there without some serious, like, deus ex machina stuff that really breaks immersion or just simply going like oh hey your characters just figured it out because you were taking too long Ta-da! so it's not very great in my opinion no I, I totally get that and uh i think it's funny that you talked about there being a million different ways to open the door because the first thing that came to mind was like the scooby-doo like oh the book opens the secret door like <laughs> I, I don't know um i don't know why that came to my to my head but that's i guess one of the ways you could open a door um and uh i actually i like that as well i, I think that's a good point i'm not gonna lie um as you uh, everybody who listens and you guys know i'm still new so i'm kicking around the idea of throwing in uh, a puzzle or two or like a riddle here and there just to see if it one if it flows but also making sure that i uh like i was reading you know having clues or hints um and one thing i haven't seen a lot about uh so i kind of want your guys' opinion on it is what if there was um i guess it would truly depend on setting so i know that's that's kind of uh the asterisk here but um, we'll, we'll use my game, for example. It's a game with, like, demons and, uh, you know, fiends and all that. What if, you know, there was somebody who temporarily joined your party, uh, which I'm not going to use this now that we're discussing it, but, like, they were pretending to be an ally, and, like, they kind of nudged you in the right direction. Would that be something, instead of just, you know, oh, you guys solved it, kind of like you said, do you think that would be, like, a... a an okay alternative or would it, it still be like breaking immersion at that point i mean i feel like that's fine I, I that's definitely something to lean towards if the players can't figure it out i mean that would make more sense than just oh and then the magic wind scrawled something across the cave stone like it makes so much more sense <laughs> than to have a player be like oh i do know some information and you'll like yeah nudge us in the right direction okay yeah it, if an NPC is there and it's something as easy or something as easy in quotation marks, we're talking about nobody being able to get a riddle in this example. <laughs> but in real life, if there's three people, two of them are PCs, but and one of them's an NPC, the NPC or like the non-main character, non-player character, just isn't going to sit back and be like, no, you guys got this. You figure out the riddle. I'll just sit over in this corner and do nothing i'll do my little idle animation like i'm in a video <laughs> game like no not, them not helping in combat or like some great feat of strength or something like that but everybody can contribute an idea to solving a riddle so like even an npc being like hey maybe that has to do something with bread or something like that just tossing something out there to sort of get the ball rolling is fine yeah i know when i put npcs in my game which i do 
well, everybody does it, but I mean, <laughs> I, I specifically like to put NPCs in the party. Um, and so when I do that, it's always like I focus on the characters first, the player characters first. And if they if they don't get something and then I'm just like, OK, hold on, let me roll perception on this little guy that's been following you this whole time. <laughs> I know when it when it comes to riddles again though, I just thought like it would help if you write a riddle that is vague enough to have many answers to the point where when when your party's just like maybe they've been spending like five minutes trying to debate what it should be, then they're like, oh yeah, Johnny's got a good one. Johnny's got a great one. Yeah. And maybe it's not what you thought. But heck, it could work. You just retcon. <laughs> right, <laughs> You're like, yeah. yeah, you guys solved it. Scratch out your note. Yeah, you good, did good, it. Yeah, good job. <laughs> um, well, and, and you brought up the time element, uh, which was something I was going to bring up next. Um, I, I guess uh, not having dealt with this, how long is too long? Um, in that, do you set a timer for like two minutes? And it's like, all right, guys, it didn't sound like a long time, but two minutes is you can get a lot done if you're hyper-focused. Yeah, when so, we were playing my game and y'all were debating how to use the wish spell, I was it was after that whole thing. I went, all right, next time we gotta have a timer. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's kind of where I'm, you know, um, you know, or uh, to go uh, schoolyard, like okay, rock paper scissors, like uh, you know, I, I'm just throwing stuff out there. But at what point does that kind of uh, thought process um, play into your design? Because you know, you don't want to spend if you even if you've got three hours to play, you don't want to spend an hour on two puzzles. But you know yeah, what I mean? Too much. Yeah, exactly. Um, because that's something I've been thinking about when implementing these is okay, um, like if you guys have a question about it or if like I need to reread something, like pause the timer. That's not fair. I don't want to eat your time up. But once I've said it, boom, hit the timer and like, okay. And essentially it's like it's a fluid two minutes, but once that's up, we kind of need a response. And like, that's just, you know, an example, but how, how do you feel about implementing something like that? And what, what is a good time in your opinion? So that would definitely depend on the group because I know there's some people that get a lot of fun and joy trying to figure out riddles and puzzles. Me personally, if it takes longer than two minutes to figure out a riddle, that's when I start checking out of a game because then it just becomes going in circles back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I think the thing that it's a good thing you brought up the timer, but I, even when I have done riddles, I've always avoided the whole Sphinx riddle thing where you get one shot and if you mess it yeah. up, something bad happens. Like just, if you just keep throwing softballs at the target, if you throw a million softballs, you'll eventually get a bullseye. So until people get tired of throwing, I think that's when you should cut it. But never do the whole you get one chance and then some deadly encounter happens when you get it wrong and you can um kind of i mean of course this goes on with who you're playing with and what kind of play style there is but in a, like a role-playing dominant party um you could have you could tell them the answer 
and then they could just role play how their characters would solve it. Um, you could also, um, while they're solving it themselves, um, when they're in the huddle, maybe it is like, you got one shot, you got one shot. Yeah, they're giving you answers as as players to a DM. They're giving you answers and you're like, is that it? Is that, no, 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 it's not. And finally, when they get it, you say, oh, you got it. You got it, Jess, right? And then that's when they're just like, okay, cool. Now let's role play this out. And so like, yeah. you, you, it would just, it just depends on your party. But like, I know for me, when the kind of the kind of puzzles I like to do are more like I give you a bunch of lore and information, and then when I present you with something that either goes against that or something that plays into that, it triggers like a memory block for you. And so you're like, oh, these are connected. And then that's that's my puzzles. Like you just you just follow the string of clues that I leave. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say you're definitely. Uh... Sherlock Holmes-esque with a lot of yours, Um, which uh, I'm not going to lie, I had a lot of fun implementing with you guys the last time we all played. Um, You know, I think I told you guys that, like, it was definitely fun to watch the two different play styles and how much you guys got involved with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I like that style of puzzle as well. Um, I I like it a lot. It's it's, uh, the ones that I'm looking into, though, are kind of like what you were talking about, not necessarily (laughs) <laughs> not necessarily like paint the red door black kind of thing, but still like simple puzzles um, because um, at, at least not to get out too off topic, but I think I've kind of established like a lot of this campaign is going to be you guys finding out information on how to win. So puzzles and, and mystery, you know, things like that are, are kind of big, at least until you get to a certain point where maybe you have a, a party member or an NPC that like knows that information and now it's like, okay, now we can kind of scale back on some of that and get more into the mechanic part of it. And so. when it comes to puzzles and everything, a lot of people have like the whole D&D trope mindset of like puzzles are like solving a riddle or something like that. That's a very D&D focused thing. But puzzles and riddles are really broad, especially in a role-playing sense. Because in a manner of speaking, a murder mystery is nothing but a puzzle to solve. Mm-hmm. So in, in that regard, this group does puzzles and mystery all the time. Because yeah. I'm sure all of us, at least at some point, have done some form or another of a murder mystery. We don't do the very stereotypical of old wise man you know, standing by a magically sealed door and you have to figure out the riddle of, you know, like the walks on four legs, then two, then three. Like, we just don't do that kind of puzzles because they're very tropey, in my opinion. But that's traditional. Classic. Yeah, classic's a better word, but... I like to subvert tropes. I mean, and that still has a place, can still have a place in the world. Uh, but yeah, like it is very traditional. So if I were to pull something off like that, um, how, how I would do it is through, because I like to do it through lore, through lore, introduce all the pieces they need. Now, the part that would probably stump the players is when they don't realize, oh, I was supposed to remember that. <laughs> oh, and again, it comes, it, that just, 
puts it right back onto the players, not necessarily the characters, but the players. And now if I've already given them all the information, I can be like, roll for history. Hey, remember that red cloth that you saw earlier? Like that we would do that kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, and I think those are all really good points. Uh, I will go ahead and give this away. Get ready for some traditional riddles and puzzles, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but I think a lot of that comes from me being new and, and yeah, be, it gives me something to work off of. Like, okay, I see how this works. Because um, no matter how much we talk about it here, uh, you guys know, like, I'm one of those, like, I have to do it to see how it looks kind mm. of thing. I mean, and being and so, a new DM, I mean, I've ran my puzzle way back in the day and realized that didn't work. And so exactly. when you exactly. run yours, you'll find out what doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. And um, and I've got a couple that I'm kicking around. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing set in stone. It's going to depend on what I decide uh, when I have more time to work on things. Uh, this extra I mean, class and who knows, Will? Who knows? Maybe you'll be like the puzzle DM. And we'll be like, oh, Will, <laughs> Will knows how to make them. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that could end up being my thing. And then you guys will be like, screw him. He's not running anything anymore. Because <laughs> puzzles are terrible. Um, no, and I'll agree. I'm not like the biggest puzzle person because uh, I overthink a lot of things. Oh, can um, I shout out? Of course. Salt on the puzzle. So I got Beyond the Witchlight here. And there is a puzzle in this game that I was impressed with. That it it, it gives you the answers. Of course, your DM you should know, should know the answers. But it gives you a puzzle that if it says, if it's too hard for the players, use this simpler puzzle. And, and I, I just love that idea because I've played games where they've given you the puzzle and then that's it. They better get it. <laughs> that's the puzzle. But like this just happens to have like a almost a fail save, which is super cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the puzzles that I'm, I'm looking to implement has I'm, I'm tweaking it a little bit like the puzzles themselves are the same, but the outcome of what it's supposed to be is vastly different in that if you don't get some of this stuff right, you run into, like Matt was saying, like a, a bad consequence. Um, whereas mine is going to be, uh, I'll tell you, like maybe you just need to get a certain percentage of these questions right. And yeah. like, you don't need to get all of them. And then as long as you get a certain percentage, it's like, all right, cool, go on. Because like you said, I don't want to bog you guys down. And if you get, I I'm going to use a round number because... I'm bad at math. Uh, but like if it was 10 puzzles and you guys get five, cool, you win, bye. Like <laughs> go go about the rest of your day um, because I don't want to bog that down. That's not the idea behind the game. But um, yeah, I'm definitely tweaking because when I've read some of these, I'm like, this is cool, but I'm, that's not going to work for this group. <laughs> like <laughs> I, need to, I need to fix this. <laughs> I love a good puzzle. I once had a puzzle that was uh, presented to me as a player. And it was, it was just, it wasn't even, I don't even know if it was a considered a big, heck, we'll call it a puzzle, but it was just so well done that it didn't even seem like a puzzle. Cause all it was, was a game of like two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is that we had like going off on the lore, we knew we had to tell two truths and a lie. And that, I mean, it kind of was a puzzle because we had to recall the information <laughs> and uh, it was pretty fun. I love that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And that's, oh, excuse me again, guys. Um, 
And that's really, yeah, that's really cool. And that's, um, like I said, I, I, I like the idea in theory of puzzles and, and, and riddles. I know we're kind of lumping them together because uh, like Matt said, they are vastly different things in depending on how they're, <laughs> they're presented to the group. Um, but there's also a lot of overlap, you know what I mean? So um, uh, I definitely... Like I said, it was it was just one of those. I was like, man, we don't traditional. Uh, we won't go tropish. We'll go with the traditional. Uh, but yeah, like I realized we don't do those a lot, and I was just like, it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, you guys have any other thoughts before we move on to the next thing that we actually haven't done a lot of? <laughs> As a DM, just just give your players a key and don't say what it's to, and then don't even come up with why they have a key yet. And then one day you'll it'll come up, <laughs> and you'll be like you're presented with a puzzle and it has a and it has a a keyhole, and then your players would be like, "Oh my god!" And you'll be like, "Yep, I planned that." Yeah. <laughs> uh. Quick story time about why I don't really like puzzles and riddles and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, had a DM one time um, decided they wanted to make an entire dungeon off of riddles. And when we sat down and started playing, it was like a 20-level dungeon, I think. And each door in the dungeon couldn't be picked, couldn't be broken down. You had to answer a riddle to get through the door. He looked up just riddles on Google in his phone on the spot, and that was the riddle. And every time we gave a wrong answer, it was a combat encounter that we had to do where we didn't get any XP from doing it because we answered it wrong. That's why I don't like riddles. Personal <laughs> bias, yes. But ever since then, whenever a riddle comes up, I just have flashbacks to that eight-hour session where we opened, like, three doors. Oh, mm. no. It, it's it, a grind. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, ain't nobody got time for that. We <laughs> we definitely not, not doing that uh, in this group. Especially we have very little time to play. If, if I'm Googling answers, that's the, that's literally me also not knowing the answer. And so <laughs> here I am stuck, and you guys give me a decent answer, and I'm like, one second, I'm still reading the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's one of those things, yeah, because one of the hints for the puzzle that I look at, it's like, give them this for a hint, and I'm like, okay, I'm probably going to need to get, like, at least, like, a sticky note and, write, you know, write down some of this, because... Um, they're, de they're delicate creatures, riddles are. You, yeah. you, you either nail it, or everybody's stumped. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, so, that being said, if you are going to do riddles... If you think it's too hard, one, it is. Mm -hmm. And if you think it's too easy, it's probably just hard enough for your players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll find riddles where you're just like, okay, this would be a piece of cake. And you'll not think anything of it. Then when you come to game day, they'll be like, what has four legs and hair? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll yeah, be like, come on, guys. It could be anything. And they're like, okay, it just can't be anything. <laughs> Dog, you got it. <laughs> Moving. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I. Yeah, no, that's um. Yeah, that I. I think, I think those are all really valid points, and um. Yeah, I. I 
you know, if you're, if you are new like me and you're looking for some ideas, uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. I've talked about that one, I think, not as much as Xanathar's, but Tasha's definitely has more stuff for DMs uh, than Xanathar's does. And the, 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 there's a whole section on puzzles and riddles. Um, so that's a great place to start. Um, the, the DMs guide, I also have pulled up. They have a little bit about uh, traps, but really not too much about puzzles. Uh, and the next thing we're going to get into being traps, there's also a little chunk in Xanathar's about it, um, like creating simple versus a, a, um, complex traps. But uh, there's definitely more info on that than, um, than, than puzzles. So uh, moving, moving on to traps, that's also another thing, except for uh, I considered it a trap when I threw my trident and lost it in a stagecoach. That was a trap. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was a tragic event <laughs> it was um, but uh, again just for uh, a point of reference when I say traps I think what a lot of people think of I'm going to stick with Indiana Jones is he switches the idol out and that giant stone ball comes chasing him out or the poison arrows you know sticking his uh, guys in the face um, you know, uh, there's multiple kinds of traps, especially in D&D where there's magic. Um, but again, from a more traditional sense, we, we, we haven't messed with traps a lot either. Uh, so I, again, I'd be interested to hear from you guys uh, with your experience. Uh, why, not, why not more traditional traps? I think, I think traps are easy to do. Tra there's so much information on traps in in D&D specifically, I don't know about other systems, but there's so much information about like how sturdy a wall is, how much cover it gives you, like how much, what's the DC to break wood, that kind of stuff. Like there's so much stuff that you can do with traps that I don't think it's a problem of not having a trap in the game. It's like how, or I guess where to put the trap. Cause I mean, you can have a classic dungeon crawl and that's easy, you can put a trap around any corner really but um when it comes to like like a role-playing game uh i mean that's why you don't see <laughs> traps in my game because i mean like unless somebody's specifically trying to lock something up in like a specific area nobody's really just putting big old endless holes anywhere <laughs> <laughs> which is probably my favorite trap by the way just a big hole <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that reminds me of uh of Pokemon, Jesse and James just digging a hole in the middle of the road. Yeah. I mean, it's classic. <laughs> I mean, it's the big hole trap is great because literally every player has an idea of like how am I going to get across the big hole? Like you can do classic throw the dwarf, or like people can fly, <laughs> but then like some people can't fly, and like well, how do, how do you help your friends that can't do that? That's my my favorite trap. <laughs> okay, for hold on real quick. So even I get the reference, but for those who might not, throw the dwarf. Can we get a little context, please? <laughs> Oh my God, Will! I said I get it. I, there <laughs> might be others that don't. Throw the dwarf. I mean, throw the dwarf. I mean, Lord of the Rings, classic. <laughs> okay, but some people, you know. I'm the, glad you get it, Will. That's Audience, not the only. Will has not seen nor read Lord of the Rings. I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I'm I'm way behind on my fantasy uh, uh, upkeep. We'll put just leave it at that. Um, but I do get that one because I've seen the meme. Uh, so, um, yeah, no, and I, and I, yeah, the big hole is always a big one. It's funny because I was actually scrolling down on the page on the DMs guide, and it says fire breathing statue, 
pits. <laughs> like it's literally the second one. Um, so yeah, um, and again, I, I'm kind of going through this poison darts, poison needle, rolling sphere. Um, so those <laughs> again, the Indiana Jones things is how I think of that. Uh, but Matt, your games, um, you know, the first game I ever played, I've mentioned before, we were in the Feywild. Um, uh, but you guys both, and I think it's influenced me as well. We do a lot of urban settings. So, you know, traps are not always necessarily a big thing, like, like Richie was saying, where uh, maybe somebody's trying to lock something up, per se. Uh, but what, what is your thought on, on traps and things, things of that nature? I personally don't do a lot of traps because when you start adding traps, that increases your prep time. And <laughs> I'm lazy. So <laughs> that's just full disclosure on my part. Um, another thing that I think of why I personally don't do a lot of traps is I do a lot of social stuff in my games. I don't do a whole lot of uh, straight up dungeon crawls and things like that. And even when I do something like that, there's always like factions in a dungeon you can join, you know, like maybe the hobgoblins are beefing with the orcs in the dungeon and you can figure out a way how to exploit that or join one of their sides. When I think of traps, I think of com like very much so like Indiana Jones, completely abandoned places. Like you are going into this dungeon and there's not another living thing in here because you might have a couple of people that know where the traps are, maintain them, stuff like that. But a place with a plethora of traps should and would be quite desolate. So I normally think of like Egyptian tombs, catacombs, things like that, something that is specifically made around something that someone does not want gotten to. That is requires prep time, because you got to think of what? <laughs> like, traps would realistically, at least in the worlds that I create, would only be in tombs and crypts, places where not a lot of people should be going to begin with, or around liches phylacteries other than that maybe in like a rogue stronghold or a thief's den or something like that you might find some traps um but especially with fifth edition um putting a lot less emphasis on traps being a little bit less um crunch focused than 3.5 was because 3.5 had a ton of rules around traps, not just for the traps themselves, but um, I've noticed at least with the people that I've played with, traps, I mean, you might throw in one or two just to keep the rogue happy, but now, you know, there's plenty of other <laughs> options than just like being the trap guy, where in older editions of D&D, you had to have a basically a trap specialist in the party to be a viable party. You would have, you know, your tank, your DPS wizard, your healer, and then your trap guy. 
where in fifth edition, you don't really need that as much. Um, so my play style has sort of evolved along with that. But now that you have mentioned this, Will, I will start throwing some more traps around just just to <laughs> prove you wrong. I think it would be cool to have <laughs> traps that, like, especially in trying to play with the idea of, like, yeah, magic exists and people people who are usually level one, pretty smarter than a commoner. So that being said, like, they can just be devious with it, especially in an urban setting. Like, you could have, like, heck, we can go all the way, all the way, you know, the most devious way. Have a serial killer that just works in traps. That's a good one. I like that idea. <laughs> well, now that I've sparked uh, some kind of... Uh... <laughs> and now it's a murder mystery puzzle and a trap game. I was going to say <laughs> full circle. Uh, yep. a, uh, a serial killer living in a Rube Goldberg house full of <laughs> traps. Right. Oh, God, and, no! And you, could, you could even be like... Uh, in an urban setting, like I'm giving myself ideas by just talking about this now, um, <laughs> is um, make them non-lethal traps. And so, like, you could have that big boulder coming down, but it's really just you getting out of somebody's lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it turns out to be an illusion or something. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and no, I, as far as proving me wrong, Matt, it, it was, I don't, I don't think that was my intention. <laughs> but, um, no, it was just one of those, uh, like you said, trying to, uh, trying to read, you know, the books. It's like I bought these books, and then I kind of, uh, thanks to D and D Beyond, like not sponsored, but um, just because they have the option to search, I have not sat and read a lot of the books. Um, you know, it's just like, oh, I need to know info about this thing, and with the search function, I can find it, um, and that's kind of what got me going here because with the next little portion of of the game i was kind of like okay i know how i want this to go but i didn't want it to be like oh you guys can just stroll up in there um yeah and, yeah. and we do combat encounters all the time there's nothing wrong with combat encounters but i it, it kind of got me thinking like what is something i haven't seen us as a group do like in a traditional sense and that's kind of what got me on this thought process was Oh, like just a straight up riddle or a puzzle, like, you know, traps. Um, I've kind of already given you guys a little bit of info on where you're going. You know, it is kind of abandoned. So like the idea of traps, or it, it popped in my head. That's where all this kind of came from, um, at least for me. I like so, the idea of, uh, and I've, I've actually designed encounters that do this, but I've never got to execute it yet, of having uh either both puzzles and traps within an a combat encounter and those are really fun to play with because then you just have both <laughs> you got to watch out being attacked but also maybe there's pressure plates and when somebody's on that um it activates something else in the room and so having that implemented and then your players being able to use either the trap knowledge that they just learned uh within the combat encounter and then also being able to avoid it themselves is very fun <laughs> yeah and that that's actually a really really good point um i never thought about doing that myself i'm you know baby stepping it here but yeah. I, 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 mean, I i like i, I, I like, I like the classic idea of like yeah you got the pressure plates and like the poison darts come out and so like mid-combat 
mid-combat just have an enemy step on something and get shot by a dart. Watch everybody's face just be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, again, I'm going to give this give this one to you guys because I haven't found a way to implement it. And I don't think I, I will because I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I like the, the trap from uh, Temple of Doom when the ceiling is coming down with the spikes. And I was I like... I have done that. I've done that before. And I was just like... I was like, how... What, so I know we haven't used uh, Roll20 much or any like map things much lately. Uh, again, not a sponsor. Uh, but I love Roll20. You guys know me. I'm a spatial guy, so I need the maps. And I found some that I like. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. This has exactly what I want. But then I was looking at it and I'm like, there's no way I could, I could justify like this kind of trap or puzzle or little bit. I can't justify the roof falling down. <laughs> so I was like, you know, um, and uh, the only reason I walked, uh, this all started because of my son, who loves Indiana Jones at two years old. Uh, he will sit and watch uh, Last Crusade with Sean Connery, and he loves it when he does the thing with the umbrella and the birds. That's like One his of favorite the best ones. Yeah, it's like his favorite scene in the whole movie. So <laughs> me, me and my son were sitting watching Indiana Jones one day, and I was just like, you know, <laughs> this, this would be fun to play with. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I uh, I definitely, now that I've given you guys things and now it looks like I got to be prepared for traps in your guys' game. Yeah, watch out now. You inspired us. <laughs> you pointed out a little thing that we don't do very often and we're like, well, well we got to make up for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, that's uh, that's part of this podcast. It's the conversations we have on a, on a regular basis, just even off podcast. You know, we get inspired by each other, which... You know, it's kind of the whole point of this podcast, inspiring others. I mean, and having you guys as players is great because then I learn what you like and what I want to put in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's, that's uh, you know, regardless of how the conversation has gone tonight, you guys yeah. know something is coming. But right. we, we know, Matt, we know Will likes puzzles. <laughs> I don't, though. That's the thing. I don't. You're not going to. Not <laughs> after us. <laughs> but part of that is, uh, y'all know, I'm an overthinker. So mm-hmm. like you'll give me something and I'm like, it's just, I'm like that guy like it can't just be something four legged in here like that is me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy. Um, so, uh, but you know I, I just like I said I think it, it's an interesting twist to, uh, to, to the games because we haven't done like I said out of the three of us of all mm-hmm. the the time the things we've discussed amongst all the games <laughs> that's kind of the one thing I noticed has not popped up before. Uh, so I'm glad I gave you guys something to think about. You no, know, there's game been... systems out there, which their whole entire system is revolved around like solving a puzzle. And I've never played those per se because I mean it's just not really a game that I, I gravitate towards. But that said, um, in the homebrewing community, um, a big thing that I always read is incorporate other games into your game. And so whether that be like a simple card game, chess, even that kind of stuff, like as simple as it is, it could also be as complicated as it. So if you like learn a mechanic in another game and you're just like, hey, that worked out pretty well, you just adapt it to your world and you can possibly have like a really good like riddle mechanic to balance with your story. Yeah, I I, I like I've, I've seen that a lot as well. And one thing that I've kind of been uh, like kind of 
mostly focused on, but I've been toying with, is the Taraka deck from Curse of Strahd, which is essentially just like um, tarot cards. Yeah. And finding, like, I, okay, I know specifically, like, in Curse of Strahd, like, each card kind of is a clue to something within that game. But it's like, ooh, how could I adapt that to non-Shadow Felly <laughs> Curse of yeah, Strahd? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I think it's really, it, it's a cool mechanic. Um, but I also haven't, again, it's one of those, like, I've thought about the idea, but I haven't sat down long enough to put a ton of thought into yeah, it. Yeah, that, I mean, it would require but, you learning how it works, <laughs> then breaking it down so it fit into your world. So that's like, that could be like a few days. Of yeah, work. That's, that's a, that's on the, the reading and movie list you guys are making for me. For my, for my fantasy stuff, that's on the that's on the to do list for Christmas break between semesters. Is figure out to rock a deck, um, but no, I, I you know I think those adding things from other game systems is is uh, a great idea. I see it as well all the time. I, I all the stuff I Google and um, I know, like I said, all the stuff we send to each other. Like that's almost always a thing of like, hey, I saw this in this system mm-hmm. in this game, and I thought it was cool um you know i've had i've seen a really cool story not not any game that i played or was ever part of or anything but somebody else's story but it essentially was like while everybody else was doing a combat encounter just a player in the dm just a single player in a dm were playing chess and what it represented was that single player was doing was playing chess with his patron and it was a very calm game, like almost like big bad kind of energy. There is calm and the big bad's like, oh, you're not going to win this one. Then he would like try to do some stuff, but they're playing a real game of chess. And then the DM would take a break for a second and then be like, okay, everybody roll initiative. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and then while, while they're like protecting this guy who's playing chess with his patron, um, they're having a normal combat encounter. And just let's again, just mixing a puzzle with combat is could be very exciting <laughs> <laughs> no yeah I, that's actually that's really cool and and i think uh warlock patrons especially depending on the one you go with that's that's a really cool thing almost like mm-hmm. you're dealing for your your soul at that point i, I think that's what it was <laughs> like if i remember the story right but it, like it literally was like something up here that like he's gotta win <laughs> yeah um so no i i yeah that's really cool and um you know, with all of this kind of being said, I always like to bring it back to if you're new, like said, this kid, what we're talking about, that can be daunting. Uh, I, I, I always kind of preface and asterisk everything. I have the luxury of having two very experienced DMs that I can go to and be like, hey, guys, I saw this. Am I right? Am I wrong? How do you how would you guys do it? And I think you guys can always tell like when I have something like, you know, something's coming because I come to you guys. But I will also say you guys are great in that you don't pry. <laughs> You're just kind of like, he's asking, he's he's finding his way. Let's see how this goes. And, um, <laughs> you know, you guys, uh, again, never short on the feedback. If you feel like I need to fix something, it's, it's there. Um, I will say for anybody who wants to DM, if you can, you know, play with a group that's willing to give that feedback uh and don't take it personal i say that i think every week but that's very important like they're not calling you a bad person if you didn't do something correct or you didn't do it as well as it could have been done yeah correct is not the right word yeah (laughs) 
it's it's it, you're new you're learning and you know uh i, I would just brought... like sloppy i've been very yeah. sloppy in the past but like you'll refine yourself <laughs> right well and i know like when uh we did that first session for the new game i know i brought it up where i was like seen here seen there you know matt after the game i was like what do you guys think and you're like it was like really good except like you could have done this different okay cool like i didn't take that personal i was like y- y- that's good feedback I-, I think we all also remember i was sick when that happened but i was like and i threw that out there but i was like but i appreciated that you were like you didn't take it easy on me you're like hey i get you're sick but if you're gonna do it you gotta do it right <laughs> and that's and you know that that's one of those things that it's helped me and i i i can at least say that um i feel like i've grown after each session no matter how long it is um like with uh matt you when we did your clue thing the last session we played i could tell you weren't as into it as matt so i was like yeah you, you don't find it you know what but this is here let's move you to the next thing and i didn't fiddle with it <laughs> i was just like nope you don't find it uh but you do get this okay let's go there okay you didn't find that okay let's go here because i could tell you that this wasn't more your thing and I've learned to identify that and, and not bog down the session with, well, you're going to find this or we're stuck here. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it's not that I wasn't having fun or anything, like the game was definitely fun, but everybody enjoys different of the pillars of play. Mm-hmm. I haven't met anybody that just completely doesn't like one of them at all, but I know which pillar my favorite is, and I other people have different pillars that are their favorite. I don't not like any of them, but I mean, pu- puzzles and riddles, I'll do them every <laughs> now and then. Would I want to play an entire campaign based around them? <laughs> Probably no. not, but they're they're fine, you know, every now and then. Right, right. Well, and that's why I said, like, I... It was one of those, like, uh, you know, we, we, I established, like, I know you guys may not like this right now, but this is, uh, you know, like a thing to establish the background and the lore, kind of get you guys going. And you, you guys, uh, you guys know you're coming together. So you guys will be able to share that information. So choose. Oh, wow. That's not graceful with it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I think those are things that, um, that uh i as a new dm we talk about a lot of things that seem kind of advanced sometimes i think even for me um yeah but but but, uh you know that's that's the whole part of this you know this show in the whether you watch the video you listen to the podcast i know when i was dming to begin with i stayed away from magic guns and traps and riddles (laughs) just because i was like i don't i don't know really how to handle those things yet so it's like stuff you just gotta work up to my first game that i ever played i was like magic doesn't exist (laughs) y'all i don't know how to do it (laughs) yeah and and, i mean yeah the first game i played in was in the feywild so i'm like i better learn how magic works real fast (laughs) Yeah, there was no training wheels on that game. It was surprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. like being a new D being a new DM and going after these concepts, I think all that it takes, I mean, you don't even need to study it really. Just uh just roll for it. <laughs> see, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Just put your players in front of a uh in a in front of a riddle 
and have them come up with the first guess that they come up with, then you just roll to see if it's correct. <laughs> yeah. And then just have fun with it. And then eventually down the line, you'll be like, I can work on that and study and learn uh, how to make a little bit more complicated trap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. I know that's something that I do regularly where um, all of us, even though we use digital things to play, I think all of us still keep like a couple of D20s and stuff near us because it's like, hold on a second. I don't need you guys to see this role. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. I know, uh, Matt, you do that all the time when you're like, hold on, where are my dice? And, you know, <laughs> like we, I, I think that's still a big thing no matter how digital we go. Uh, I'm still going to be analog. I love rolling dice. <laughs> um I'm always looking to buy new ones. Uh, you know, and you know, like, I mean, it just goes <laughs> goes back to the DM, I think, when it comes to traps, riddles, and all of that is, yeah. um, if one, if the players suggest a good answer, just let them have it. Like, especially if you're, especially if you're like, well, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, just let them have it. Like, have fun with it. I mean, they're supposed to solve the puzzle anyway. Like, yeah. I mean, you just let them have it <laughs> yeah um and then the second thing would be like when it comes to traps and stuff if you got to if a trap's like too deadly and stuff you got to tone it down and especially if they're supposed to live through it that's the idea um if it's going into the dungeon being like you guys could die okay yeah maybe they they do die maybe you didn't make it like that but like going into the dungeon being like and see you next week uh <laughs> maybe <laughs> Maybe just roll a dice and be like, okay, you got real hurt, but you're alive. You're fine. And yeah. you're through the trap. <laughs> well, and, and uh, I'm actually glad you brought that up uh, because it was something I forgot to mention when we talked about traps is in the DMG in chapter five. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Under I was about adventure. to say, you know the chapter. <laughs> Damn. Look, My man's prepared. <laughs> I, look, man, you're talking to somebody who originally wanted to be a lawyer, went to a history major, who's now doing business. <laughs> if anything, I know how to research and do market trends. I also Chapter 5, page <laughs> 3, column 12 says. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am, if anything, if, if nothing, I am prepared. Um, <laughs> but uh, it does actually say, like, trap save DCs and attack bonuses. Yeah. Uh, and there's a damage severity by level, so... If you uh, like you were saying here, if you have a group of, uh, we'll use you guys your fifth level, so a setback is two d tens, but deadly is ten d ten. Now I'm obviously not going to do that to you guys this early in the campaign. That's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but that covers from fifth to tenth level. So maybe by the time you get to ninth level, well, we might die. You know it's. <laughs> Ninth level, I'm just walking through traps. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean? So again, that's why I always say too, when you're new, just just look it up, look in the books. It's something I'm I, I do I'm still doing and still makes me make time to sit and read these after I read Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> and um, that, I love every I love every time a I puzzle in of itself. Good luck. <laughs> I love every time I bring it up, though. Even with like Matt's glasses, his eyes get real wide. Like, how could you not? And <laughs> that stern dad look of, how oh, I'm so. Di- I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel. What What is your favorite fantasy media? Will fantasy historical being broad? Uh, historical fiction. Okay. Okay. It's it's a lot of like I read the Redwall series growing up as a kid. 
earlier. Oh, like yeah, her. we talked about that. That's I cool. did. Uh, it's been a long time, so you know I don't remember a lot of the stories. I wrote a whole entire game. I'll bring it up every time, anytime someone <laughs> talks about Redwall. I wrote a whole entire game about little forest creatures. I made maps, topography maps, city maps, all kinds of stuff, and it never got played. <laughs> well, I'm down whenever you're ready. If you still got it, but um, yeah, but no, I do. it's literally a... right here. <laughs> <laughs> This whole book, dude. Well, stay tuned, guys. Uh, if we start playing this game, we'll update you every week. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that'll no, be uh, on our Let's Play channel. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I, as I got kind of got older, like I told you guys, and I'm not afraid to. I think a lot of people who uh, I, I know I'm a few years older than you guys, but in a certain age group where, you? like, <laughs> I don't, uh, wow. I don't look it <laughs> right, uh, but. Um, I, I would definitely say like people that are in their early to mid thirties, we were, I'm going to leave it there, but um, we're part of a generation where it was like, even if you were into nerd culture, you kind of kept that to yourself. And it hasn't been till the last few years where like, it's cool to, you know, like with the Marvel movies becoming bigger, Lord of the Rings, where it's like, okay to express your nerdiness. Um, and I'm still, I'm like still super, <laughs> Like, I'm still super late in joining that. Um, there's still a lot of things where I'm like, do do I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's still one of those things I'm trying tr to traverse through. You're um, in a safe space, Phil. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and that's one of those, I, I, I told you guys off camera, that, but uh, I'll say it here. That's why I told you guys I like hanging out and I'm glad we, we've, we've become friends because it does actually feel like that. You know what I mean? Of like, okay, I can't talk about this with my, my brother, my mom, like my wife. Like there's nobody else I can talk to, but you guys, I can just like get in our group chat and be like, oh, so I have a question. I don't red wall mice. <laughs> right now I'm going to have to go back. Hey, look, I got a good excuse to reread him because as my son gets older, he's going to need to read for school. I, I got an excuse to go by. I reread it just maybe a year or two ago and I forgot like, they kind of deal with like real world stuff like and it can kind of get dark too it, yeah there's a couple of them where it's like this dude is dead not like yeah. they and they don't like allude like fade to black it's like oh no he's been murdered <laughs> <laughs> yeah very explicit shout out to Redwall. right if you guys haven't read it get on it it's a good, it's a good book. uh i don't even know how many books they're up to when i quit reading it but uh a lot i'll say yeah that's tangential um, but uh, look forward in your local scholastic. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh no, I didn't turn off one. Oh, that was the the notification. I forgot to turn my emails off. <laughs> but uh, I thought yeah. you were about to say you weren't recording this whole time. I was be like, I would, well, I would have just left all at that point. I just would have been like, well, that's my one take, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Oh no, 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 no. Um, no, not that. Um, but yeah, so do you guys have any uh final thoughts? We we kind of went off the rails a little bit here at the end, but uh any thoughts on puzzles, traps, riddles, um, in their uh, you know, I know you guys have kind of already said it, but kind of your oh, thoughts changed a little bit. Um, I'll uh I mean my thoughts have changed a little bit to the point where if I'm doing any preparation. I might think about a riddle or a trap and how to put that into a game a little bit more often. Um, but I will leave on a tip.
for anybody really is uh try to try to implement something simple like a game of old maid or something and that could be a trap and then try like if you think about it have it and then just upscale it be like okay how can i make old maid work with statues that the players have to move <laughs> themselves suddenly a strength checks involved and like you you can like do stuff like that i know at one point i had the characters played chess but the chess pieces were alive like harry potter but like the characters like a warlock could choose the chess piece barbarian so suddenly the warlock's using barbarian things and you still had the idea of like you can still do your charisma checks warlock but also now you're rolling for a barbarian it's like playing D and D and D. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so like tip, just like try to try to take a simple game and change it to fit in a dungeon or something. I like that. Matt, your thoughts? Give your players a heads up before the session. I feel like oddly enough, this really isn't something that needs to be gone over extensively in session zero like with lines and veils and everything like that but before the session especially if your group hasn't done it or isn't used to doing it be like hey i'm thinking about throwing in a riddle in this session so buckle up be in the right mindset for it yeah um and at the end of it, we'll reevaluate, discuss whether you liked it or not, because some people are going to be like, heck yeah, Riddle, this is great. And I've played with other people where if Riddles get brought up, they'll just leave mid-session because they're just not down for that kind of gameplay. I have seen more people get up and leave a table over a Riddle than anything else in D D. So uh, okay. yes, make make sure your players are in the right headspace for riddles. Yeah, that kind of calls back to the idea of like since I put up so much lore into my game, if you're just not paying attention to it, and then yeah, when you get to the riddle, you'll miss it. So like giving them the warnings great so they can be like, all right, I just gotta mentally note all these little details <laughs> yeah um well uh consider this your guys's warning it's coming next session um <laughs> obviously i'll remind you guys before then but uh yeah and my one tip is kind of um i, I don't want to say the op the opposite of math but it, it, it is uh sometimes keep it simple if you can't think of a way to upscale old maid or chess don't force it um <laughs> yeah just just do regular old maid yeah I think so, you know, <laughs> and, and, right, exactly, yeah. and, and and I know that seems kind of kind of uh, ridiculous, but I, I am super bad about this. As you guys know, of like again overthinking something, and it's like, but it could be this, and you're like, no, just, just take it down a notch, yeah. and it'll be fine. So you know, don't try. You know, sometimes you got to walk away from what it is you're doing. Um, you know, and and reassess and reevaluate what is you what are you trying to get across and like i said if 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 you think the riddle's too hard it's impossible for your players if you think it's too easy uh it's, it's probably just hard enough i actually really like that um i, I never thought of it that way 
But <laughs> oh, I have an Uh-oh. idea, guys. Uh oh. I have an idea. It's almost like a homework assignment for all of us. <laughs> I'm zero. I, I, so, I got. I'll say I got enough homework, man. <laughs> I got an idea. Okay, what if there's like a homework assignment at the end of these episodes, and next time we play a game, we have to implement this. Well, that's not, okay. Well, I've already got a hundred because this, this is what's happening. <laughs> so, like, say, say now the homework assignment is we have to either put a puzzle or a trap in our game, um, and then after we all do it, next episode. We can reflect on how how well that works. <laughs> well, you first of all, those are lofty expectations to think all three of us are getting a game in in one week. Uh, well, I think maybe not a week, but like <laughs> down the line, we can be like and call back to the trap and yeah. puzzle episode. Yeah, we finally yeah. were able to all do one. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I, I know, I was just messing with you. But uh, speaking of which, I think it's my turn next. So I should probably get ready. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, like I said, I've uh, I, I had a, a, a literature class that I forgot I signed up for start last week, so my whole schedule has been uh, Willy Wonka in this way and that way, and uh, trying to trying to get ready for that. So, uh, you know, I still have an ethics debate I haven't finished. You know, <laughs> take care of that before tomorrow. So that's why I haven't had a lot of time to write, and that's why I I've literally embraced the keeping things simple. Because uh, sometimes life like this happens, and your if your friends uh, want to get together and play, so and sometimes simple is is the most fun because sometimes you just got to turn your brain off. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so you, I know that's how I am a lot of times with you guys. It's like I'm tired. I don't want to do like, just I just want to kill things, and you know, or I you, like I don't want to do this, and you know, we I think everybody has those days and. Yeah, sometimes keeping it simple is the best. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, all right, guys. Well, if you've got nothing else, I think that's uh, kind of it for this week. Um, as always, if you guys enjoyed the video, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, if you are looking for an audio-only version of the show, uh, check all your, your podcast uh, areas. We're, we're all over all the, the major areas, Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, uh, Amazon even. So... Um, <laughs> We, uh, the Kraken rises. <laughs> we're we're everywhere, um, and um, as always, you know, I, I always kind of say this for last. Uh, we do have a Patreon if you guys uh, want to support us in that way. We're you know we're eternally grateful just for you guys watching and listening, um, but we do have that as well. And um, you know we're gonna we're gonna put that in a good use if we ever get anything. Micro, I know we've talked like microphones and webcams and uh, stuff like that, so. Trust me, we're in the works. Yeah, we're we're making everything better for you guys. But uh, as always, uh, like, you know, have a have a great rest of your week, and uh, have a good weekend and happy gaming. See you guys next week. It's a trap. <laughs>